Oh my god, hi. This is Devin from Disney Adult, a podcast brought to you by the Trident Network. On Disney Adult, we bring together Chicago comedians to watch and discuss Disney movies from the perspective of adults. In these movies, there are things we love, things we hate, things that maybe haven't aged so well, and things that are timeless. Uh, The Trident Network's wonderful podcasts, including Disney Adult, can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. the tournament podcast i'm nia d'amelio he is trent dozier thank you for joining us on the new journey episode 101 yeah same journey new hundred episodes yes same premise exact nothing has changed at all nothing has changed except we're all a little bit older and we're all a little bit wiser exactly um so this this tournament we actually mentioned on our 100th episode as being very one of the most anticipated brackets. Yeah. Um, and then we were like, well, let's just do it. So here we are. We, at, you know, it was anticipated by us. And honestly, when we first, um, when we first started the podcast a year and a half ago, even before that, I guess, we came up with ideas of stuff that we would want to see in a tournament. And Family Guy characters was one of the original ones. Um, yeah, we both love Family Guy. It is a it is a comfort show for both of us, for sure. It's like one of the one of the main shows. Like if Nia personally has like five or six shows that she puts on to go to sleep, Family Guy is one of them. Family Guy, Rick and Morty, Full House. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. All the ones that we've mentioned before. <laughs> and in some capacity, all of those have been featured in a tournament before, except for Family Guy. Well, Rick and Morty hasn't yet either. But, yeah. Um, uh, and then for me, Family Guy is also a comfort show. Um, and then turns out, uh, Nia quotes Family Guy with her brother, and I quote Family Guy with my brothers. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's been around forever. Yeah. It's a language that we both speak. And Nia is a diehard seth mcfarland stan seth mcfarland's one of my creative idols yeah um i love animation i've talked about that a lot i'm not an animator i'm not in animation but i just love it and i think that seth mcfarland's a genius and he likes all the same things that i like we both like (laughs) musicals and like we have the same sense of humor and uh i hope to meet him one day (laughs) well With that being said, before we jump into the tournament, of course, the tournament podcast is a part of the Trident Network. Go to thetridentnetwork.com for more information on all the Trident Network's other shows, videos, and podcasts, which, of course, tournament podcast is one of. Um, Also, the best way to support the podcast, especially now that we're at 101 episodes, Mm -hmm. is to sign up for the Trident Network Patreon. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash the trident network um it's only three dollars a month very simple very easy and um we plan to i know we said this before we plan to promise 
and keep our promise this time. Release some Patreon-exclusive episodes. We've only done one so far. Yeah. We've teased a second that we haven't gotten to yet. But Yeah. Yes. But one day everyone will hear the tale of Ewan and Mary Elizabeth's wait. Ewan and Mew. Mew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Are you ready, Nia? I'm ready. Let's do it. A year and a half in the making. Uh, so Nia, Nia actually made this list. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. There are nine lists that we have here that Nia found on the internet ranking Family Guy characters. Uh We've taken the lists, we averaged out, um, everybody's placement and also taken into consideration the number of lists that they appeared on, Uh and then we ranked them that way, and that gave us our seeds. Now... There are also people who got cut from the list. Uh, Here's who didn't make the cut. Now, first we'll start with uh, characters that we like that made zero of the nine lists. (laughs) So, those characters are Rupert, Neil Goldman, Joyce Kinney, Diane Simmons, Susie Swanson and Kevin Swanson, Bertram, uh, Ida Quagmire, uh, Loretta, and then Donna and Cleveland's kids. I feel like are more of a more Cleveland, from the Cleveland show, show but, but but Donna's on. Yeah, Family I mean, Guy. way more than the kids are for sure. Yeah, um, Jerome, Horace, and finally the two European guys who kind of speak English or they kind of know what's up with the uh, American culture, but aren't exactly there. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I know you know. What um, now, here is who did not make the cut. In the end, we decided that this will be a 16-seed tournament. So these are seeded in order from 37 through 17. So as we get closer, you'll know that these people just barely missed being in the tournament. They are as follows. Fwad. <laughs> oh Jake Tucker. Principal Shepard. Mayor Wild West. Unreal. He's only been around for like I a season. I know, for like a season. Uh, Connie D'Amico, Babs Pewterschmidt, Jesus, from my favorite episode of all time. I, I think I Dream of Jesus is a lot of people's favorite episodes <laughs> of Family Guy. Bonnie Swanson, Angela, who is, of course, Peter's boss in later seasons, played by the now dearly departed uh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Greased Up Deaf Guy, Seamus, Bruce, Jillian... Famously, Drew Barrymore. Yes. The Kool-Aid Man, James Woods, God. James Woods, period, God. Not James Woods, comma, God. God is a separate character. Yeah. Uh, Mort Goldman, Trisha Takanawa, The Evil Monkey in Chris's Closet, and then the last two who just missed the cut, Consuela and Ollie Williams. It's crazy that Ollie Williams almost made the cut and was the first to be cut. I think Consuela, man, I don't know. It's a great list. It is. It's a great list. There's a lot of great characters. Well, it's funny, too, because it's all um, it's all situational, basically. Yeah. It's not necessarily who who's the best character, if you really take a step back. It's whose character is consistently written to be the funniest person in the episode. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, Ollie or the two European guys... All, their jokes are typically the same every episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or every episode that they, they are in. 
Um, but like, you know, there are episodes where P- Peter's archetype is the idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. There are episodes where Lois is the idiot. Mm-hmm. And it's fewer and far between mm-hmm. when when she's the idiot or Brian's the idiot or someone like that. Mm-hmm. But it just depends, you know. Mm-hmm. Any of these characters can be the number one seed on any day. Mm-hmm. Um is there any any one specific that sticks out to you that you're sad that didn't make the cut, or do you feel good? I think, honestly, like j- maybe just Consuela, but also my dad was like texting me all week. We were talking about who was gonna make the cut in the Family Guy bracket, mm-hmm. and he thought Bruce for sure would be in the bracket. <clears throat> Bruce, the twenty six seat. I know Bruce is kind of more fleshed out than a lot of these people. Yeah. In this, especially over time. Yeah, like he gets. Doesn't he marry Meg and, or like they almost get married? Yeah, because he doesn't want to come out to his parents. Yeah, like that's a whole Bruce plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's Sh- what I mean. Anybody can be the star of any episode. Seamus is on this list as yeah, well. Yeah, right? Seamus is the one who I'm. <laughs> I'm surprised. I mean, he really, you know, he started Mumble out. Peg. <laughs> <laughs> he really started out one note, you know, but uh-huh. he's he's more rounded out over yeah. time, too. I mean, the show's been on since 98? 99. 99? So it's like, you know, they've had two decades plus. Yeah. Of, well, two cancellations. Well, in spirit. <laughs> um, all right, are you ready to hear the 16? Yes. Okay. The 16 Family Guy characters in this week's tournament are as follows. The 16 seed, Carter Pewterschmidt. The 15 seed, Death. The 14 seed, Ernie the Giant Chicken. The 13 seed, Dr. Elmer Hartman. The the, uh, The 12 seed, Tom Tucker. The 11 seed, Chris Griffin. The 10 seed, Meg Griffin. The nine seed, John Herbert, a.k.a. Herbert the Pervert. The eight seed, Cleveland Brown. The seven seed, Joe Swanson. The six seed, Lois Griffin. The five seed, Mayor Adam West. Adam, Adam West. West. Adam West, arguably, our two combined most quoted <laughs> character. Um, and then the top four are as follows. The four seed. It's Quagmire, Glenn Quagmire. The three seed, Brian Griffin. The two seed, Peter Griffin. And the number one seed, could it be anybody else? Stewie. Stewie. Stewart. Um, Stewart Gilligan Griffin. Yeah. Uh, okay, so those are the seeds. Uh, these are, I have to pull up the bracket. I forgot to pull up the bracket. These are the matchups. We'll start, as always, on the left side of the bracket. Upper left hand, the two matchups are the one-seed Stewie Griffin versus the 16-seeded Carter Carter Pewterschmidt and the eight-seeded Cleveland Brown versus the nine-seeded Herbert the Pervert. The lower half of the left side is the four-seeded Quagmire versus the 13-seeded Dr. Hartman and the five-seeded Adam West versus the 12-seeded Tom Tucker. The right side upper half is the two-seed Peter versus the 15-seeded Death and the seven-seeded Joe versus the 10-seeded Meg. And finally, in the lower right-hand side of the bracket, we've got the three-seeded Brian versus the 14-seeded Giant Chicken and the six-seeded Lois versus the 11 seated Chris. Uh-huh. But first we go back over to the upper left-hand side of the bracket. We start where we always start with the one, 
the one seed matchup, Stewie Griffin versus his grandfather, so Carter for, Peter Schmidt. First of all, like Trent said, I made the bracket and I meant to put bracket region names. Oh. In all the regions, but I just haven't yet. So this region I think should be called the what the deuce region. <laughs> yes. So that's the region. Okay, so we're in the what the deuce region. We've yeah. got we got the one seed Stewie versus the sixteen seeded Carter. Um, obviously, I I think both of these characters are great. I am surprised Carter. I'm not surprised he's a double digit seed, uh-huh. but I thought it would have been closer to like ten than mm. like the last one sneaking into the tournament. Yeah, like th- he's he's a funnier character than Death or yeah the giant chicken. I think I think almost exactly half of these characters are Seth MacFarlane's characters in the in the sixteen seeds these two are both and i think carter's the worst one like i do think dr hartman's better i do think tom tucker's better um so like i he is my least favorite seth MacFarlane character mm-hmm. why just he's just like reprehensible and not in he's... a way that like makes me like him <clears throat> like he's always gonna be bad yeah but I don't know. I just, I never really Peter Sh- Peter Schmidt episodes are never really my favorite. Mm. I don't know. I just don't find them interesting. Sure. Well, he's certainly not going to beat Stewie Griffin. No, that's for sure. Stewie is the one seed for a reason. Um, I think there. This is an interesting tournament to me in the in the sense that I think in the end it's going to be like a one seed win. Yeah. Kind of easy. Yeah. But the rest of the tournament it feels ripe for upsets. Mm-hmm. And just like the the path to get there will be crazy, mm-hmm. but but the but the destination is obvious. Well, I think I I disagree. Um I, initially when I made this bracket 16 seeds, Trent was like, "Why don't we do 32?" Not in like an adamant way, just like a curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I said, "I think that no matter how many other seeds there are, this is a race truly between the top four. Mm-hmm. I think any of the top four could win. Mm-hmm. Peter, Quagmire, Brian, Stewie. Yeah, which are four of Seth's characters. <laughs> mm. Does he do Tom Tucker? No. He does Tom Tucker. He does. he does Hartman. He does Carter. That's seven. Peter, six seven yeah so seven of the 16 are him <clears throat> yeah not famous r.i.p what's this other one <laughs> well not that it necessarily matters because like i said it's all about who the episode focuses on you yeah know? um all right well we're both picking stewie over carter here mm-hmm. um see this this next matchup is also feels interesting to me eight seated cleveland nine seated herbert the pervert yeah, I think Herbert's going to win. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. I could see that happening also. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch the Cleveland show? Uh, a little bit of it. I think I've watched every episode, but it's not like I've retained anything, you know? Uh-huh. Like Cleveland show, I don't really go back and watch like Family Guy. Uh-huh. American Dad, I'm more susceptible to rewatching. Yeah. Um, and you watch that still. Yeah, I still watch American Dad. Epi- yeah, oh yeah, I watch it. When it's on, yeah. the I mean, the new episodes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's all coming from Seth. 
Uh-huh. Or writers that Seth likes, you know. Wellesley Wilde and uh, Kevin, or uh, Alex Alkin. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, the, the, the characters are different, I guess, in American Dad and The Cleveland Show, but the execution has the same vibes. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, enjoy any of, throwing any of those on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of, this is one, this is one where I also, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see an upset. I mean, you know, Herbert is like an iconic character. I also just think that like Cleveland, I feel like Cleveland's whole thing is that he is like soft mm-hmm. and nice. Mm-hmm. And like Herbert is a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, he packs more punch. Yeah. Like as a character. Yeah. Than Cleveland. No offense to my boy Cleveland Brown. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it up, and I'll say Cleveland goes through. Okay. Because now I'm just like thinking about he had his own show. People know him. Yeah, one of my favorite moments. I just want to say this. Please. One of my favorite Herbert moments that I think gets overlooked, is. He goes over to the Griffin's house and does the say anything uh, and holds up a boom box mm-hmm. outside of Chris's room. But let's let's have another cup of coffee is which is like a Benny Goodman song from 1943 is the song that he plays. And I just think that's up. I actually think he holds up a gramophone and not a, a boom box. He's just so, he's more than just a pedophile, you know? <laughs> he's an old man, too. Well, I'll take Cleveland just to be different. Also, wait, last thing for Herbert. Yeah. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. In, in the, the Star Wars <laughs> series. Like, that's a huge role. Well, Cleveland is R2-D2. I know. Um, who's uh, Carter's Palpatine. <laughs> Stewie is Darth Vader. It's a packed region, Star Wars uh parody wise yeah um we don't think either of our picks will beat stewie though right no i think stewie's definitely gonna win the region okay the what the deuce region we both predict goes to one Stuart gilligan griffin mm-hmm. okay what do you what do you got call in this region if i could guess since quagmire's the top seed i'm guessing you're calling it the giggity region the giggity region exactly <laughs> all right we got the four seed quagmire versus the 13 seed of dr hartman let's talk about dr hartman first because i don't think either of us are picking against quagmire it's quagmire <sighs> okay um dr hartman so funny like a, a character that guarantees a laugh because that's how his character's structured. Yeah. He's always speaking in misdirection. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a really well-crafted, like, comedic uh, tool rather than, like, a character, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's just always guaranteed to be very funny. But beyond that, I don't think he has a ton of depth. Now, yeah. Quagmire, I would honestly argue, has, like, the most dramatic depth of anybody, maybe Brian and Stewie, mm-hmm. but like we know a lot about Quagmire's past, mm-hmm. and we know that he has like feelings that are like he's very like multi-dimensional yeah, as a especially character, over the years, yeah, yeah, and like he hates Brian, mm-hmm. and like he has all the you know like 
he loves cats and <laughs> like is more than just like a sex fiend. He has like all this, you know, co- this complicated relationship with his father. Um, he takes his job very seriously. Like he's, he's not just like a, oh, a guy who's addicted to sex and that's funny. Who he else like, but Quagmire? He like really tries in his life. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I don't know. He just, he's such a good character who's had such great development. Mm-hmm. I he's they even, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, they even have said in the past like five or six seasons they made fun of Quagmire for being, you know, a one-dimensional sex fiend basically mm-hmm. as a character and how he within the show the show's commented on how he's yeah grown um, over the years and such. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think I think uh, I think Quagmire's winning this matchup, but we'll see about the region. Yeah. The next matchup is the five seed. Mayor Adam West versus the 12-seeded Tom Tucker. These are both two great supplementary characters. Yeah, I think one of my favorite Family Guy episodes is when Tom Tucker becomes uh, Peter's stepfather. Those are are two people who didn't make the list. Peter's mom and Peter's dad. Oh, yeah. Um, I meant to add them, too. Uh, his mom is played by Phyllis Diller. I mean, I don't even know how he got these people to be on this show, but... I digress. Um, <laughs> Tom Tucker is, again, like, I know people really love him, and he's definitely got his moments. He's just not one of my favorites. But oh. Adam West is... My name's not Adam Wee. Adam West is so funny, and that he just plays... You know, obviously that's not who he is, yeah. who who he was in real life, but, like... That he is just Adam West was the mayor of Quahog. Yes. Like, Incredible. It's such a funny idea. And then that he's like insane <laughs> is so funny. Um, another person who didn't make the list was Lois's sister, who I can't remember her name, but Oh yeah. Adam West has a relationship. And her brother. Yeah, and her brother. The fat guy fat strangler. Guy um, but Adam West, you know, has had relationships with her. He had a relationship with Carol, Meg. I think is Carol, it. yeah, I think that's right. Um I, I also think Adam West is great. I think he will beat Tom Tucker. And as you might be picking up, I alluded to this. You think he's going to beat Quagmire? I think he's going to beat Quagmire. I'm going to take Quagmire through to the to the final of the region. I respect it. But I, Adam West is such a great character. And it's a shame that Adam West, the person, has passed on. Yeah. But they renamed... <clears throat> the, high the high school which used to be james woods high school to adam, um, to west, adam west high school, high school. and just briefly because james woods didn't make the cut right correct he did not make the cut but he was on the list as the 23 seed you know i think that there's a lot of reasons why you could say that seth mcfarlane is kind of like he himself is not a millennial but uh speaks to like the cringe culture surrounding millennial culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of those ways is that he is like it, the archetype of like a white liberal. This is a whole other tangent. But the reason that I'm bringing it up is because James Woods is like a QAnon conservative. Yeah. And so it, it baffles me that like they used to have a very close working relationship because they are just like ideologically completely opposed to one another yeah and then to erase james wood's name from the high school is like 
I know they did it for Adam West, but I have to think that a small part of them was so happy to do it <clears throat> against James Woods. I agree. Well, two real people who played themselves on the show. <laughs> um, so that gives us left side of the bracket. Nia's got a final four matchup of the one-seeded Stewie versus the four-seeded Quagmire. I have the one-seeded Stewie versus the five-seeded Mayor Adam West. But first, we jump over to the right side of the bracket. We have the two-seeded Peter versus the 15-seeded Death and the seven-seeded Joe versus the 10-seeded Meg Griffin. Nia, what's this region called? Peter's got a lot going on. I know. I considered the best that I could do was Roadhouse. House. Roadhouse. <sighs> I'm I'm into that. Okay. Roadhouse is one of my favorite Peter bits. Yeah, I I feel like I say Roadhouse around all the time. You do. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, well let's talk about Death first. Um, Death was voiced. I think only once or twice. Once by Adam Carolla. No, no, no. Once by Norm and then by Adam Carolla. Yeah. Norm McDonald and Adam Carolla. Norm had... originated the role. Yes. And then Norm went on to work with Seth on the. Uh... What's his Star Trek show? Oh, the Orville? Yes. I didn't know that. Norm plays the blob on the Orville. Oh, I didn't know that. I've never watched any of the Orville. So they're so it's not like they had a falling out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love Norm. Yeah. Um, death. N- nobody was going to beat Peter in round one. No. Peter is the iconic character of the show. Yeah, he's the family guy. <laughs> oh. They said the name he of the show. He said it. That's from Family Guy. Unbelievable. Uh, Family Guy it just gives us quotes all the time. Um, okay, so we're both taking Peter. We'll talk about Peter a little bit after this. We have the seven seed Joe Swanson, voiced by Patrick Warburton, my Dude. love. And the ten seeded Meg Griffin, voiced by Mila Kunis. Now, we considered leaving Meg off the bracket altogether. Which would have been so, so funny. But I was also like... We have to include her. She's a character. Yeah. Um, I think Joe's definitely going to win this. We'll talk about Meg. I think Meg is a very funny character, but I will say that usually when it's a Meg episode, I'm like, ugh. And there's my favorite Meg episode is when she gets mumps and then converts to Christianity. Mm. And in that... Oh, that's early. In that episode, Peter... Peter, like... That's also the episode where Stewie and this cast of Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> hang out. But Peter puts the remote down on the table and he looks at the camera and goes, that's right, it's going to be a Meg episode, everybody. <laughs> Wouldn't blame you. But that's actually my favorite one. Um, you know, Meg, once voiced by Lacey Chabert, who For blew a, a huge opportunity. <laughs> and then voiced by, like, the gorgeous Mila Kunis, so funny. Um, you know, she's she's like I think I would like Meg better if we just had like definitive proof that like she's insane or whatever. Mm. Like, cause so, so many Meg episodes are about how she's like lost touch with reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of like her better as like a normal person who they all shit on. Yeah. It's Meg is a great example of someone who's like what I was trying to articulate earlier. If if she's written right, she's yeah. the best character in the show. Yeah. And then there's other episodes where like I laugh anytime something like 
It's a Meg episode. Yeah. Feel free to change the channel now. No one would blame you. Yeah. That's funny to me, but that's not really about her. Right. That's like the joke on her, right. you know? Um, <laughs> Joe is more consistent as a character across the board. Yes. There's another moment. Sorry, last Meg moment. In the episode, because this is about Meg and less Shut about up, Meg. Meg. But in the episode where they get robbed and they end up in the safe room. <laughs> yeah. When they initially hear the noise, Meg comes out and goes, Dad, what happened? Is everything okay? I heard a noise. And then he hits her with the bat after she gets all that out. And he says, Meg, you startled me. It's what happens to Meg is so much funnier, like you were saying, than like. Yeah. Than Meg herself. What, who yeah. Meg is. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't be the family man without her. Uh, now, Joe Swanson, I want to say really quickly that I was saying to you the other day, Everybody knows Patrick Warburton from something. Yeah. And and everybody I've ever met, it's like something different. Yeah. Like my parents call him Putty because he was Putty on Seinfeld. On Seinfeld, famously. That was the first time I ever saw him was mm. on Seinfeld. Un, un, unconsciously, you know. But yes. like I for whatever, I never really watched Seinfeld. I'm not a huge Seinfeld guy. Not like I'm not like Nia actually Seinfeld is another show that you'll throw on sometimes mm -hmm. and if Nia's watching it I'll watch it and I laugh and I think it's great it's but funny. I've never sat down and like been like right now I'm gonna watch an episode of Seinfeld but um I just so vividly I mean I think I don't know if I'm skewing this because this is my personal memory but I feel like the uh main image of Putty on Seinfeld is him in his going to the Devils game, going to the New Jersey Devils hockey game, and he's wearing red face paint, and it's him screaming into someone's car. <sighs> and, you know, I just happened to catch that episode at a time where it stayed with me, and it was a formative memory. And uh -huh. any time Patrick Warburton popped up from there, you know, you could see him. I could see him screaming. But as you were saying, he's putty to your parents, but I'm sure to you, he's Kronk. I think he's Kronk and... Honestly, I would say equal rank. Mm -hmm. He's the, the he's Patrick from Sor the Soren, Soren pre-show. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he is uh, Patrick from the Soren pre-show. If you're a Disney head like Nia and I are, don't forget these little beauties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take those ears off. Soren to Flight Tower. Who is he to you? I love Barry Manilow. <laughs> he's Joe above all else to me, I think. Yeah. Well, honestly, he's Patrick Warburton to me. Yeah. He was also The Tick, and I watched The Tick. Mm. Um, he's in news radio. He's, he's His voice is iconic. He's so. just like been in a million things, and also I feel like he's never aged. Like yeah. Every time I see a picture of he him, looks he great. looks the same. Yeah. And like for him to have been on Seinfeld and news radio, and like he's got to be like older than I think he is. For sure. But he just, uh, man, that guy's a workhorse. Yeah. And Joe is an incredible character. Yeah. M anger management issues, <laughs> but very, like, also very sensitive. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so this is actually an interesting matchup between Peter and Joe. Mm -hmm. I do think Peter will win. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Joe wins. I agree with you. I agree with that exactly. I'm not brave enough to make that pick. I, I will be picking Peter to win this region. I think it'll be Peter, but I think it'll be close. I agree. Yeah. Portland is the black one. <laughs> <laughs> I love Barry Manilow. That's my favorite line in maybe all of Family Guy. <laughs> we watched that okay. opening of that episode. That's the James Woods episode. 
we where he steals Peter's identity. Yes. But the beginning of that episode, the the gang goes to a Barry Manilow concert, and we watch that opening more than any other scene of <clears throat> Family Guy. Yeah. It's that, and then the 1984, the Van Halen stuff. Oh. The most recent most re- season. No, it's like three seasons old. Yeah. Now. Well, that and, of course, the most watched episode by me personally. I, I Dream of, of Jesus. Because everybody's heard. Uh, yeah. Okay, final region. We have the three seed Brian Griffin versus the 14 seed Ernie the Giant Chicken and the six seeded Lois Griffin versus the 11 seeded Chris Griffin. What's this region? Um, okay, this is Brian's region. Mm-hmm. So this one I also had a little bit of trouble with. The... The Brian line that sticks out to me the most is laughs ahoy, but that's like mm-hmm. episode one Brian, so it doesn't feel fair. Mm. Maybe something about his novel at the sp- oh yeah, maybe the at the speed of love yes region yes yes okay <laughs> that novel so you've been working on <laughs> <laughs> so this is the lower right hand side of the bracket is the uh, at the speed of love region. Uh, I mean. Anytime the giant chicken's there, but talk about a one-note character. It's him fighting Peter. I know. And it's like, honestly, it's one of, it's like, it's so impressive that I can't speak about it. Like, how good the transitions are. The action is, like, legitimately good. Yeah. Whenever him and the giant chicken get into a fight. But, like, he's not beating any of the three griffins in this region, you know? Yeah. Um, But I, I do love it. It would have been amazing if he was up against Peter in uh, the first round. Yeah, I agree. Alas. Um, So we'll take Brian through, of course. Uh, Before we talk about Brian, this to me is, I don't know if it's the closest matchup in the first round, but it is the most interesting. Yeah. Lois versus Chris. Yeah. Mother versus son. Yeah. Leia versus Luke. Yes. Now I want to say, firstly about Chris, that... Seth Green based Chris Griffin's voice off of Buffalo Bill. And if you didn't know that, now you do. And You'll I, never unhear it. And I need everyone to understand that Chris Griffin is Seth Green <clears throat> pitching Buffalo Bill's voice higher. That's, like, the difference. Yeah. Um, I think Chris is a great character. Also a character with, like, a lot of depth. Um. You know what's ironic is one scene that I think about Chris all the time is Chris doing Buffalo Bill in the mirror. Yes, I do me. Would yeah. you do me? I do me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, like, there's a couple instances of Chris like really s- sticking out to me as like he's clearly the smartest Griffin. Mm-hmm. But like, there's one moment in particular in an episode where they get a new dog who they call New Brian. Yes. And then I think Brian or Stewie ends up murdering. It's Stewie. Spoiler alert. Uh, murdering New Brian. But they stage it as a suicide. And Lois says something like, wow, I I would have never even known that he was like unhappy. Mm-hmm. And Chris says, oftentimes it's those who seem happiest that are most <laughs> upset. But he's, like, always doing that. Yeah. Like, that's just one example of Chris kind of being, like, the most connected, grounded character in the Griffin family. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm off base with this, but I feel like that's another example of what I've been saying is, like, when Chris is scripted to do that, yeah. it works. And, but I feel like he's not the only one who is scripted to do that. Like, I feel like it does come with whoever 
whoever's moment it is. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I do like Chris, though. Oh, I love Chris. I think he's very funny. I think he always works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Chris episodes. Yeah. Um, I think the episode Small, Medium, Large, where he dates his classmate with Down Syndrome, uh-huh. is one of the best. Oh, you love that song, too, when he serenades Down her. Syndrome Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... <clears throat> I mean, and she turned like they end up breaking up because she's just like an asshole. <laughs> she's like so mean to him, which is so funny. But people with disabilities can be assholes too. Yeah, it just yeah. I think he's a great character, but I don't want to seem misogynistic for choosing Chris over Lois because you know Lois is the matriarch of the Griffin family. Yeah, and she has like she's crazy you know like yeah she's a bad girl that's what i was saying she can be oftentimes she is the, the straight character to peter's wackiness mm-hmm. but she more often than not can veer into the crazy town herself yeah she like becomes like a kleptomaniac mm-hmm. when she runs for mayor and wins she ends up like exchanging a fur coat to allow the nuclear plant to like dump uh-huh. nuclear waste uh-huh. into a lake she Marie kondo Yeah, the, I was thinking the about the house. Marie Kondo one. Like, she can just really lose her mind. I think I th- I think Lois will win this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we both have Lois versus Brian, then, for the winner of the region. Yeah. I think it's Brian. Yeah. It's funny, because Brian's in love with Lois. It is. But I also think it's Brian. And I said... Like I said to you, I always thought that this was a race between the top four seeds. Mm-hmm. So. So you're sticking to your guns. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, then that gives us very similar final fours. We both predict the uh, upper left-hand side of the bracket, the what the deuce region, will be won by the one seed, Stewie Griffin. Mm-hmm. Nia has Stewie going up against the four-seed Glenn Quagmire, winner mm-hmm. of the Giggity region. I think it'll be the five-seed Adam West. Mm-hmm. And then the right side of the bracket, we've got the same. Winning the Roadhouse region, the upper right-hand side, we both think will be the two-seeded Peter Griffin. And winning the At the Speed of Love region, the lower right-hand side of the bracket, we both think it'll be the three-seeded Brian Griffin. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's start with Peter versus Brian. Mm-hmm. This is hard. Because, like, I think the best, con- consistently the best episodes of Family Guy are the ones with Brian and Stewie. And they've yeah. they've clearly become... The duo. Yes. The duo of all duos. Yes. Yeah. Even though the show still is very much about Peter, mm-hmm. he's definitely still the main character. Mm-hmm. I think that every fan of Family Guy can agree that, like... Stewie and Brian are the two most important characters. If you think Brian's the most important character, text FAMGUY1. <laughs> a First of all, it was Henry David Thoreau, but second. <laughs> uh, um, Rodney Dangerfield's character in School's Out. <laughs> I just feel like our listenership, our votership, our viewership, friendships, fellowships, the attorneys, if you will, are kind of kooky like us yeah so they would lean more peter over brian see i think brian is very similar to lois in that they they both are often the straight person but they can lean in ultimate straight guy exactly lois goes go lois goes peter style 
way more often than Brian goes Peter style, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Peter style, that's delish. I'm taking Peter into the finals. I'm taking Brian. Whoa! Whoa! Sorry. Whoa! Also, I think his novel's called Faster Than the Speed of Love, not At the Speed of Love. Yes, I think you're right. I think that's correct. We Faster can, than the speed of we can love. So stupid. Uh, okay, so Nia has Brian winning the right side of the bracket. I, I see clearly where you're going. You want the Brian Stewie final. I don't want it. I just think that's <laughs> And I got the Peter. Inevitable. Okay, so you've got Stewie versus Quagmire. Yeah. And you're taking Stewie over Quagmire. I think it's a tougher matchup than Stewie over Stewie and Adam West. Um I see a path to victory for Quagmire. Uh-huh. I do. I think Stewie's going to win, and I think it's going to be like 60-40. I so badly want to take Adam West all the way. Yeah. And I am not going to. Adam West. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with my heart for once. I'm not going to do a Waluigi on this, if you will. We're big Hollywood actors. <laughs> and I'm going to take Stewie over Adam West as well. Okay. So I've got Stewie versus Peter. You've got Stewie versus Brian. Uh-huh. Either way, we haven't talked about Stewie at all. Well, I think Stewie's going to win the whole damn thing. That's my pick, so let's talk about him. So I have not made a pick yet. I know. Um, I'm holding on to it. But... Okay, Stewie, I think, and my dad was saying this as well uh, when I was talking to him on the phone. Stewie's really changed. Oh, yeah. Which I think is amazing because, like, Stewie was the breakout character from Family Guy Mm -hmm. when he was old Stewie. Evil, yeah. When he was evil Stewie. Trying to kill Lois all the time, trying to take over the world. And now that he's... Victory will be mine. Exactly. And now that he's gay Stewie, (laughs) he's even better. Yeah. And so it's just, like, crazy to me yeah. that well, he's done a complete, like, 180, but somehow got even better and is still so beloved. You, you and I, off air, were having this very conversation yesterday. Um, I, I have been listening. I'm a big fan of the television comedy show on FXX, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, similar to Family Eye, it's been on for many, many, many years at this point. I think they've done 15, 15 yeah. Um, but I'm a huge fan of that show, and they just started a, a podcast with the three stars and creators, Charlie, Robin, Glenn, and um, they go, you know, week by week and, and rewatch every episode. So I've been rewatching It's Always Sunny um, week by week. Anyways, they finally, they just got to season four, mm-hmm. and I was telling Nia this the other day, but they were talking about how, like, Season one felt like, wow, it's crazy. We have a show. We're here. Let's just do it and see what happens. Season two, they felt more comfortable and started, like, you know, figuring stuff out. And, like, Danny DeVito was fully folded into the cast at that point. And, um, you know, that type of thing. Season three, they were like, let's try stuff now. Now we're comfortable. We've been doing this for two years. We're more um, in the characters and comfortable with each other also. Let's try stuff. A lot of it didn't work. A lot of it did. And then they were saying, season four, they were like, this is the show. Mm -hmm. Now we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And 
Family Guy, a show that's been on for as long as it has also, it has also evolved. And Stewie is the best and also main example of that, I would say. Mm -hmm. His character growth, his character change. Mm -hmm. um, You know, sometimes he'll revert back to wanting to take over the world, but it's, you know, now played more for jokes. I mean, it was not that it wasn't previously. And I feel like, you know, something that's remained consistent is his obsession with, like, technology Mm -hmm. and, like, weapons. Being smarter than everybody. Yeah, and, like, just sort of that technological power. Yeah. But I think in the earlier seasons, that technology was serving... Like a death and destruction. Yeah, like a very targeted purpose. Yeah. Like he wanted to kill his mother. Yeah. But now I feel like Stewie has just become like a scientist. Mm-hmm. And like I think that no greater piece of technology speaks to that than the time machine, mm-hmm. which has, which ha- once they once he built the time machine has served many a great Family Guy episode. Yes. Um, like he's just sort of become like a curious super genius mm-hmm. who like you know is in a really complicated relationship with his teddy bear <laughs> like it, it's it's just he's man you know then he like at later in the show like he has babies with brian yeah like it's just he <sighs> well then on top of all of this and this <laughs> speaks to both stewie and brian this is something that you told me years ago mm. that's something both you and your dad love when they do this uh-huh it's you you both love your dad's getting a lot of shine on this episode oh Matt i know what you're gonna family say guy um you said that you both love when brian when Brian's is a dog, a dog yeah. or stewie is a baby yeah i love when stewie's a baby yeah because they're so frequently not Stewie uh-huh. is literally a baby, but he never acts like a baby. Yeah. Brian is literally a dog, yeah. but he never acts like a dog. So when they do stuff where Brian is like, uh, you know, Peter will be like, you want this tennis ball? And Brian's like, no, why would I want that? And Peter's like, you want it? You want it? He's like, well, maybe. And then he like, you know, turns into a dog. Yeah, stuff like that, you know. That's another, that's a whole other avenue they can take with both Stewie and Brian. Yeah, you know? and and. In fact, there's a moment in the multiverse episode when they're frozen in ice, mm-hmm. and Stewie has to compliment him so yeah, that it, Brian's tail, tail wags, yeah. and he's like, "You want to go to the park when we get home?" And he's like, "Yeah, but you're not gonna like this is a real offer, right? You're not gonna go back on it." And his tail's wet. Like uh, it is so funny when Brian's a dog and when Stewie's a baby. Like whenever we watch Family Guy epi- episodes, like I say, every third episode maybe we'll be watching it, and I'll look at Trent. Because Stewie did something, and I'll be like, look how cute he is mm. sitting in, like, that person's lap. Or, like, he just looks so cute sometimes. And then, you know, he opens his mouth and says, like, the most foul thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think that's, like, that just puts them over the edge, both of them over the edge, that they're, like, not fully One thing. people. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess Stewie's going to win. Oh, we're in agreement. He's the best baby. He's the best baby. The football head, <laughs> the technology in his room. He's the best baby. Another character we missed, Olivia. Oh. Stewie's ex-wife. Yes. Hilarious. And uh, Chris Parnell's baby. Oh, yeah. He's been around more recently. Yeah. Can't think I of can't his name. can't remember his name, but he's, he's, funny. he's Stewie's new He's enemy. his rival now. Yeah. Now that Bertram's gone. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's it. These are just, as we've said before, our predictions. Mm-hmm. We have no control. It's up to you, the mm-hmm. people, to vote all week. 
And if you would like to vote, here's how you can do it. There's a couple ways you can find our vote center. First, in the notes of this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, uh, there's a link to the vote center. Click on that. That'll take you there. Um, or you can visit our webpage, which is thetridentnetwork.com slash the-turney-pod. Uh, there's a vote now button. You click that, that'll take you there. Or finally, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at the Turney Pod. We post the link to vote there every single day on all three things. Um, try to make it as easy as possible on everybody to find it. Uh, voting for, for this week's tournament will be as follows. Opening round voting will take place on Monday, August 1st, and Tuesday, August 2nd. Quarterfinal voting will take place on Wednesday, August 3rd. Semifinal voting will take place on Thursday, August 4th. And finals voting will take place over two days on Friday, August 5th, Saturday, August 6th. Nia and I will tally the votes, record the results episode on Sunday, August 7th. And then Monday, August 8th, on a brand new episode of the podcast, you will hear who you, the attorneys, have decided is the best Family Guy character. Um, all right. I think that's about it, Nia. How are we feeling? I feel good. <laughs> Thanks, Dewey's gonna win. He's the... It's a tough choice, but I think we're both right. I think it... Like I said, I do think it is a tough choice. I think, um... The... I, you can get there a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But there's only one right destination i think mm-hmm. who am i to say though mm-hmm. uh, we're not the only people who love family guy mm-hmm. let's see let's see what the people say stewie for governor stewie for governor uh all right well thanks everybody for joining us on this journey called tourney we'll talk to you a week from now excited to see who wins Woo-hoo. and remember may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win i said oh my mow mow my mow oh my mow mow Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Tourney Pod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music was also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Monday to find out who won our Best Family Guy Character Tournament.